Do you want to run further, faster, or stronger? Do you want to enjoy your running more and generally be a better version of yourself? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Alan Ladd, a running coach and nutritionist. My aim is to help you improve your running from 5Ks to ultras by providing you with the knowledge and tools you need on training, nutrition, and mindset, as well as giving you the inspiration to dream bigger, achieve more in your running, and to make it fun at the same time. Welcome to the Running Rules Podcast. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of the Running Rules Podcast. To marathon or not to marathon? Today is the 20th anniversary of my very first marathon. So what should you consider if you are thinking of running your first marathon in the next year? And if you've just run a marathon, what's next for you? Are you a first timer? and looking to improve on that first time. Or maybe you are an experienced marathoner striving for a certain level in your next marathon. Or what if you've just gone through a disappointing race or a tough build-up? How do you come back from that and run stronger in the future? I'll also give you a little insight into what my running plans are for the rest of this year. As some of you may know, I turned 40 at the weekend and to celebrate, I am doing a special offer of £40 off the first month of one-to-one coaching. So if you are interested in that or wondering whether one-to-one coaching is right for you, do please get in touch. Um, you can message me at Instagram or Facebook or email me at alan at therunningrules.com and I'll let you know what that code is um, if you do decide to take on the one-to-one coaching. I'm going to start with a little recap of the spring marathon season, some of the highlights from clients, my own race, and also supporting at the Belfast Marathon on Sunday. It was a great atmosphere and saw a lot of runners out that we knew from the club and also my own clients. So it was a great atmosphere and I got to chat to a lot of people afterwards, which gave me the idea for this podcast episode to try and explore some of those thoughts and feelings that you get straight after a marathon. Um, we were stood there supporting at mile 19, making a lot of noise, and it's it's really inspiring. It really gets you G'd up wanting to run another marathon. Um, but I'm going to tell you a bit about what's happened and also what my plans are and why that probably won't include a marathon this year. So the marathon season really for our client base started at Manchester. Um, we had Phil and Johnny who were on the um, 21 day challenge and um, both ran PBs in Manchester. That was the day before uh, Boston for me. Um, so that was really inspiring. Um, Johnny ran a seven minute PB and Phil ran a four minute PB. Um, brilliant to do that and really gives you the sort of the inspiration to go out and try and match that in your own marathon. If you want to find out more about Boston Marathon, go to episode number 11, where I did a full recap of my weekend in Boston and the race. Um, so check that out. Then we had London Marathon the weekend afterwards. And I was actually uh, visiting my my dad in France during this weekend. So I didn't get to see the full race. Uh, we 
did watch the very end of the men's race. Um, the women's race was very, very exciting as well. I saw that afterwards. Um, but some fantastic uh, performances and times there. Uh, we had Patricia who ran um, 3.25 there, which matched her best in Dublin. And she, that she was running Dublin, sorry, London for the fourth time uh, and running her best time there. It was an incredible performance by her. And then we also had Karen, who ran her first sub four in four years. So I was delighted for her. And she that was her first London. Really, really enjoyed it. So I was delighted for both of them. Um, great performances on that weekend. And then we had Belfast this weekend, where we were supporting at mile 19. Um, we were there doing a club mile of support really up the toughest part of the route. So Belfast is mainly, well, anyone who's run Belfast is probably going to contradict me because I haven't actually run the route since 2016 and it's changed since then. So um, they've taken out some of the elevation of Belfast. So it's, I would say it's generally fairly flat, but you've probably got the worst hill at the worst point that you could have, which is miles 18 and 19. So we were on that stretch, uh, really cheering the runners on, had the speaker out, blasting the music and banging the drums and trying to rally everyone through. We, we had a good point at the top of the hill. So I think everyone was really sort of happy to get to the, the top of that. And um, there was a lot of happy faces to have got through that and um, then it's generally downhill from there so it was great to see so many people out on the course that you recognize and lots of people from the club and clients as well we had Marty running um, a PB there of 255 he uh, broke three for the first time in London um, back in October so he moved on another three and a half minutes which was fantastic um in fact the club that i coach at we had five uh, runners under three hours which was uh, brilliant i think that's the first time that's ever happened um so that was fantastic uh, and then we had angela as well who just runs marathons for fun um she's training for ultras but um she had a fantastic day really enjoyed it um and just can turn up and, and do it. So not many people that can do that, but um, it was great to see her out as well. And then um, my wife Louise was doing the relay as well, um, which is a great addition um, to the marathon experience. It means that it's more accessible for a lot of people. Louise has run the marathon before, but most of her relay team um, were doing the Couch to 5K last year, and it was really great to see them out on the course as well, enjoying the experience, and hopefully getting a taste of what could come in the future. Um, not everyone will go on to run a marathon, but I do believe that most people have the ability to do that if if they choose to and they want to. And we'll talk about that at the end, um, what things you should consider if you're thinking about doing a marathon in the future. But it's great to see um, so many people out and it gives you the real sort of buzz of the marathon, but it's it's a more manageable way to get into it. And the team did fantastically well. So it was great to see them out there and also afterwards. I think when you've just run a marathon, um, there's a lot of high emotions, either good or bad. 
And even when you've just been supporting it or you've you've witnessed something like that, it really sort of gets you inspired to possibly take part or either it turns you off and think, I never want to do that um, when you see some people really struggling. So I think it really is um, an emotional time just afterwards. And I think sometimes you need a little bit of time just to sort of process what's happened, um, whether you've just run a really good race or not such a good race and you haven't had the best time. Um, it's always useful to take um, a week or two just to reflect or even just think of other things, do other things and then come back to it and, and process how you feel it went. Um, but then inevitably you start thinking again, well, what's next? What What's my plan for the rest of the year? And it's there's still time to take a bit of downtime and not rush into things. But obviously um, autumn is a big time for marathons as well. So you've got some of the world majors you've got Berlin as the first one up and then Chicago and New York and then closer to home we've got Dublin as well and there's a few across the water we've got Chester and Yorkshire and ones in Europe as well um you've got Valencia uh, Lanzarote um probably other ones that I can't remember Athens is one that's on my bucket list um so that's in November as well. So you've a lot of marathons towards the back end of the year to consider. And um, it's a good, good idea to start thinking now whether you want to put the time in to target something in the autumn or whether you're going to do something else uh, instead. So given that it's uh, 20 years to the day that I ran my first marathon, I thought I would start off by talking about what you should consider if you've never run a marathon before, but you're thinking of doing it. You've maybe got inspired, maybe you've done the relay, maybe you witnessed some of the marathon on Sunday, or you watched London Marathon on the TV. What kinds of things should you consider? Um, first of all, I do believe that most people, I would say 99% of people could run a marathon. Uh, these stats are not verifiable, but that's my belief. And yet only 1% of people do. Again, I think that's a rough estimation, but something like that. So anyone can really, if they want to do it, I think can have a really good go at it and, and get around a marathon. But it does take a bit of will and a bit of commitment um, to really do it properly. I always think it's worth thinking about not just the event itself, um, but also what goes into it um, and the training that you'll need to do, how that's going to impact what you're doing day to day and how that's going to impact people around you as well. So this is not to put you off from doing it. Um, I think People sometimes think that they, they can't make that commitment, but you've also got to think about if that's something that you really want to do, when are you going to be able to make that commitment? It's always easier to say, well, I'll be able to do that when dot, 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 but that time will never come. Other things will always fill that, that time that you think you'll have. Um, so you've really got to make time, but it's not necessarily as difficult as you might think. I think it does take a commitment of 
a minimum, absolute minimum of three days a week of training, um, but really four um, would really help, I think, make that experience a bit a bit better and a bit easier. Um, three would get you round probably, um, but I think the more training that you're able to put in, probably the more enjoyable and the less painful it is going to be on marathon day. So do think about that. And if you can make the time for four sessions a week, I think that's really worth doing. Think about why you want to do the marathon as well. What does it mean to you? Because that meaning is going to really drive you through both the training and the race on on the day so make sure it's it's something that's meaningful to you and not just oh I see everyone else doing it so I feel like I should do it it's really got to be something that you want to achieve for you and I do remember from my first marathon crossing that finish line and thinking wow I've now run a marathon Um, it was an amazing feeling and I know not everyone gets that feeling and I think it was because I really wanted to do it and really wanted to have that achievement and sometimes I think people might do it for the wrong reasons might think well everyone else is doing it so I should do it and people will recognize me as a marathoner then but really you have to do it for yourself and not what other people think or you know looking for kudos from other places um the motivation's got to come from within yourself um and if the time's not right for you now or you don't really feel strongly for it then that's fine you know there's plenty of other things that you can focus on um lots of other race distances terrains just going out and enjoying running and i used to remember saying in my second and third marathons that I loved the marathon experience but I didn't enjoy the training so I would run a marathon every day if I didn't have to do the training but that's kind of the wrong way to look at it Um, and I've definitely changed to enjoying the training a lot more now than I ever used to and the marathons are up and down to be honest um, depending on how they go Um, I had an amazing experience in Boston but it's not always the case and if you're trying to struggle through training for 16, 20, however many weeks you're going to do it for, um, hoping just to have an amazing experience on race day, that's a lot of work just for you know a few hours on one day where everything is going to come together. And hopefully it will come together, but it's going to be really tough through that period if you don't enjoy the training. So think about the training and think about those long runs are you prepared to really get into that training and enjoy it and embrace it because if you don't then you could end up resenting that training and the marathon itself at the end may or may not be the experience that justifies all of the work before it so do think about what are your reasons for doing the marathon itself but also what are the reasons for wanting to do that training as well because you will need to set aside time to do that think about the individual marathon as well that you're going to tackle is it one that you have a particular affiliation to or is it just any marathon that you want to do i always think running your home marathon is a really good entry into marathons if you go away for 
uh, a big major marathon like London as your first one and you're not from London, then there's a whole load of logistics around that that make it even harder just to execute the marathon on race day because you've got to navigate yourself round a city that you might not know. You've got to get to the expos. You've got to, you know, sort out accommodation, flights and all of that. And I, th- I do think sometimes a local marathon is the easiest way to get into it. Now, if you only ever intend on doing one marathon and London Marathon's the one that you really want to do or whichever insert major marathon it is, then yes, absolutely. You want to identify that and make sure that you're targeting the one that you want to do. Um, if you think that that's going to be a one-off uh, experience for you. So think about the actual event and what you want to do and why you want to do it, because that will really help as well. Then also think about whether you're ready to start working towards the marathon this cycle or whether you need to build to a new level before that. And what I mean by that is I think most people listening to this are already running. So if you're not running at all, then go and find the Couch to 5K app. Go and find a club that does Couch to 5K and do that. That's a perfect entry into running. Um, Start doing park runs once you've got got to that level and then start building the mileage just very gently. But if you're not up to about a long run of, I usually say t- 10 miles, but um, it really depends on your speed. Like if you think about an hour and a half on f- as time on feet, that's probably a good entry level to start a marathon training plan. But if you've never run a half marathon before, it's probably worth just taking a cycle to work on running a half marathon first and then see if you like that because that is a perfect way to get into shape for taking on a marathon plan. I think some people make the mistake and think, well, I can pick up a marathon plan and just start and train for a marathon. And whilst that is probably true, I think the first few weeks are going to be really tough if you're not at around about that 90 minute long run or 10 miles long run um, effort already um, because it's a big increase from doing just a 5 or 10k. Think about the support that you need as well to do a marathon, whether that's from friends and family supporting you to get out for your runs that you need to, or maybe a running partner or even a club or a coach to help you through that motivation of getting out and making sure that that happens. Um, You can also think about running for charity. For some people that will really sort of increase the motivation to get out for those training runs and really um, not drop off halfway through the plan when things get tough because Things will get tough in a marathon plan once you get up to sort of 18, 16, 18, 20 mile long runs. You know, you're going to be tired quite a lot of the time. And that extra motivation of running for a charity can really help. But it does also increase the pressure in terms of having to do fundraising activities and also feeling like you have to go through with it, even if 
you know, things aren't going too well, maybe you pick up a little injury and you don't want to let the charity down, then that's a, a bit of a an extra added pressure there as well. So do think about whether doing the charity thing is a good thing or not for you. Some people really enjoy that as an extra motivation. Some people might find that as an extra pressure on your first marathon as well. In terms of the runs themselves, it really depends on how many sessions you can get in in a week. But the, the main session that's the most important is going to be a long run. Usually most people do that the, the weekend and that should gradually build up from, as I said, 90 minutes or 10 miles up to around about 20 miles usually for first timers. Could be more or could be less. Really depends on your pace. Um, time on feet is going to be know between probably three to three and a half or even four hours for some people for those longest runs so that's going to be towards the end of the training cycle you're going to have those longest runs about three to five weeks out from the your marathon so do have a look at that period of time as well if you've got a marathon that's early in the autumn season don't forget that you know, holidays might come into play and you've got to navigate around those. Do you really want to be running, you know, for three, four hours uh, while you're away on holiday? Um, so do have a look at the schedule and see where, the, if you've got holidays booked, where those are going to fall in your marathon schedule. Usually if you're only away for a week, then it's not really going to be too much of a problem, even if you miss one or two runs while you're away on holiday. Obviously, you can still run on holiday, but do consider the people that you're going away with. Uh, are they going to be happy if you disappear for three or four hours um, to do your run? And also think about weather as well. If you're going somewhere very hot, then that's going to be harder to do those long runs if you're not uh, used to that kind of temperature when you get there. So think about these things uh, when you're looking at the date of a potential marathon and working it back to, uh, to see what's going to fall into place during that plan. Finally, for first timers, most people just focus on the training. Do not forget to focus on nutrition as well. Um, this is so important for getting through the marathon. Um, you you want to start practicing your nutrition on your long runs fairly early on. You can check out my podcast on running gels. Uh, you don't have to use gels. Um, there are other things that you can use, but you may want to make sure that you are taking carbohydrate-based snacks and you're hydrating as well during those long runs um, and also before them so that you're not running out of energy um, and on race day, that's going to be really important too. So I've covered people considering doing their first marathon. What if you've just done your first marathon? I talked to a few people at the weekend who had just run their first marathons. Massive congratulations to you. The, I, to me, there's no better feeling than fi finishing your first marathon and achieving something that you've never done before. You'll never get that feeling again. Um, but I know that not everybody feels that absolute buzz at the end. Um, usually there's something that didn't go 100% right uh, in your first marathon. And that's understandable because it's such a difficult race to execute to the T. 
and something that you've never done before. You can't really prepare for how it feels like in the last few miles of a marathon. Um, generally, people don't train up right to the the full distance of a marathon. And the reason for that is because this creates too much fatigue on the body. Um, it takes a long time to recover from. Um, if anyone knows that, it's, it's me because um, after every marathon that I do, I probably take at least four weeks to recover properly from the marathon. Maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe I'm running too hard, whatever it is. Um, I just think it's it's such a, it, it's further than the human body really wants to be able to run. And it's when you're running at that intensity for that long, um, it is tough. So we don't do that in in marathon training. So it's really difficult to, know exactly how that's going to feel until you've done it you know one time a couple of times and then you start getting used to what that feeling is like at the end of a marathon so do pat yourself on the back do take time to acknowledge what you've just achieved um it's a massive achievement not many people finish a marathon um so you're in a very small minority of people who are now can call themselves marathoners so that's the first thing to say but obviously after the first time you've done something quite often we start to think well what if I could do this differently or what if I trained this way or you know now I know what it's like I'll be able to do this next time and I definitely think there's a lot of scope usually after the first one or two marathons to take more time off if that's the kind of thing that you want to focus on um, again thinking back to the first timers it might be specific races that you're interested in in doing and um, scoping those out and seeing which experiences you want to have in terms of the marathon but quite a lot of people want to focus on times and there is a big scope for improvement after your first or second marathons because there's so many things that you can learn every marathon, but especially the first few, they're not going to go 100% to plan. There'll be things that you didn't know about that you find out on race day and you'll be able to improve on for next time. So do try and enjoy what you've just achieved um, and also acknowledge the fact that probably next time, uh, if you don't leave it massively long time, it took me 12 years to run my second marathon. Um, I don't suggest waiting that long. Um, do, do acknowledge that you'll probably run um, a better and faster race next time, uh, even if you don't change too many things, just because, you know, you have the experience now and that counts for a lot in the marathon um, you'll be able to draw on that next time don't panic and think um, I struggled at the back end of that race um, so that's going to happen to me again because there are things that you'll be able to change and just knowing that sometimes um, is helpful to get through those miles once you've been through a few marathons and you've got your times down then these people are really striving for, you know, taking a few minutes off um, or getting to the next level or possibly it's trying to qualify for 
uh, major marathons. Um, so at this point, every marathon is giving you more and more experience um, to be able to draw on. And every training cycle is giving you more fitness. I think people think that you're basically starting again each cycle. Uh, and that's not really the case. You know, that fitness um, is built up over not just the cycle that you've done, but over years of training. So the more these marathon cycles that you do, the more marathons you do, not only the fitter are you going to be, but you're going to have the knowledge of what works for you in the marathon and what hasn't worked for you. So this is the point now after you've sort of let the initial excitement or disappointment fade away of the marathon um, to sit down and really analyze what things went well uh, both in the training cycle and in the marathon itself that you would carry on and do next time and what things could you tweak or improve and it might not be something that you need to completely change um, but it might be that your fueling didn't quite work um, you need to take on a little bit more or you need to change some of the types of gels or try a different type of gel. It could be your mindset. Um, maybe it was you had some negative thoughts halfway through and you let those percolate a bit too much rather than having some strategies to get through those negative points in, in the marathon. Um, so it, analyzing both the training and the marathon will help you going into the next cycle to really um, improve those areas. And even just small improvements in some areas can make a big difference in the marathon. So maybe you went out slightly too quickly. Next time you know to be a little bit more cautious uh, and that can really help. I think people think that um, going out slower is going to cause them to lose too much time but usually in the marathons that I've gone out more cautiously I felt like um, I've made that back in the back end of the race whereas when I've gone out too fast I've lost more time than I've you know made at the back end of the race so it really does uh, come down to executing the race well and better each time if you can um, and as you run more and more marathons, you will get to know what that execution looks like for you. And that will really help you to get down to that next level. If you are looking at trying to cut those few minutes off to get down to those qualifying times, that might be when you need to reach out and try and get input from a coach. I think um, sometimes it's it's difficult to get those last few minutes off or the, make those little tweaks when you're on your own it's it's good to have some other input into the conversation either in the training sense or in the execution um, I reached out to my coach when I got to the point where I felt like I didn't know how I was going to get much more time off um, I'd, I'd got a long way on my own but I think you get to a point where you need that second voice in just to sort of bounce ideas off, um, maybe change your training up a little bit um, and change that execution a little bit to get down to that next level. Because, 
you start getting to the point where you're getting limiting returns back and that is one change up that can really help you to get to that next level. I also talked to some people at the weekend who were either a bit disappointed or they'd had a really tough build up to a race. Um, this can really happen. Um, I feel like not many people get a full cycle of marathon training without something going wrong, but obviously some people have more disruptions than others. And that's unfortunately just the way sometimes of marathon training. It's very arduous on the body. And at some point, um, something's going to give. It's very rare, I think, for anyone running um, high mileage or a, a lot of marathons to not ever be injured. I've been relatively lucky with injuries, um, but even I had um, little tweaks and niggles all the way through. Well, not all the way through, but uh, various points in the cycle. Uh, I didn't miss too many uh, workouts, but I did actually drop a few more than I normally do, uh, which actually I think helped in, in the long run. Sometimes it's good to sort of listen to your body and just adjust slightly rather than plowing on through and trying to get every session in if your body's telling you that you're not quite there for those. So that did help me, but I know other people, I talked to some people who had a really tough build up to the race and I think that's when you've got to really be pragmatic about what you've managed to achieve. If you're not in the same fitness as you have been in the past, then you can try and look at the result in terms of your fitness now and where you are now and try and build on that rather than looking at where your best was a few years ago. Uh, that really helps you to give a better focus to your next cycle. So try and build on this cycle rather than looking backwards a long way to where you were previously. Uh, because that can really, if you if you look back to where you were and you're not there yet, then that can be a bit demoralizing. But just working on building each cycle from now can really help. Try and analyze the things that didn't go well in terms of where did you push it too much to um, to create that injury or you know that that little niggle where to look back at your training and where try and find out where that came from um was there a particular point that you did too much or you introduced something that was new and you weren't ready for um these are the kinds of little changes that can help you again and maybe look at your training as overall and see if there's any bits that are missing are you missing strength work for instance uh, what was your nutrition like? Is your sleep um, bad at the moment? These things can really sort of affect the, the training as well and affect your body. So analyzing those kind of things and trying to improve those for the next marathon cycle um, can really help you to just iron out those those things that could create those niggles going forwards because most of the time... Um, you're going to get your best results, obviously, when you don't get injured. So it doesn't matter if you do more or less training. Um, if you are injured, then that is when you can't train at all. And that's when you don't get the fitness that you need 
to get through that marathon in a good uh, time. If you are disappointed with your marathon result, then try and look at it again in terms of uh, what you what positives can you take out of the race. If you did finish, then congratulations. You know, that's another marathon under your belt. It's more experience for the next time. Um, so do try and take the positives out of it um, because any marathon is going to be difficult. And sometimes I honestly think that getting through those harder marathons is, you know, more impressive and gives you more um, money in the bank, basically, for the next time than the easy ones. Not No marathon is easy, but the ones that go really well, sometimes it's almost harder to take that into the next race because, you know, think it, when everything just lines up and goes well, then you, you don't need to battle as much to get through the race. And it's those those battling moments that can really sort of help you in the future. So really try and take the positives out of the race, even if you felt like it wasn't what you wanted or it was a bit disappointing. Um, London last year in October didn't go the way I wanted to. And I really tried to take the learning from that. And there was two main things that I took into Boston. One was not to go out too hard, um, which really helped me, you know, when I got to the Boston, uh, to the Newton Hills in Boston, miles 16 to 21, you know, I felt good at that point where I hadn't done in London, you know, I was struggling earlier than that in the race. So holding back really helped me in Boston. Uh, and the other thing was to make sure I enjoyed the experience. Um, I think I went to London again, more with a, a business mindset of I'm going here to run a certain time and I'm not really too bothered about the experience but I really tried to embrace the experience in Boston and those were the two things that I took out of London. Um, I think the marathon before London Manchester went absolutely you know, to tea and sometimes when that happens you kind of forget the things that you need to do to get through those hard moments in the next race so do think about the race and how it went and take those those positives that you can into the next one. So I'm just going to finish with um, what's next for me. I am not planning to do another marathon this year, although I'll never say that that won't happen. Um, but that's not going to be my focus for the next few months, I don't think. Um, I pretty much decided that the start of this year that I've done four cycle marathon cycles on the bounce now and Boston I feel like was such a, a great experience uh, with, and that really helps me now to take a bit of a break off marathons because to me I feel like it's going to be difficult to top that experience. Um, you always do wonder in the back of your head um, what could you do in your next marathon so I'm obviously already thinking what could I have done on a flat course with that cycle that I've just been through but I also know that I was really really tired at points in that cycle as I have been in every cycle and it also with a young family it's a lot of 
time at the weekend on those long runs. Um, it's a lot of time away for a big major marathon and I'm not really willing to do that again this year. So it's probably going to be next year now for a marathon for me. But that means that I can now switch gears and focus on shorter distances, which I haven't done for a long time. As I say, I've done four marathon cycles back to back, autumn and spring. Um, so that means I haven't really worked on any shorter distances for over two years now. And hopefully by switching up those gears, uh, doing something a bit different, that will help in the long run build my fitness overall. I think I've got a lot of um, a lot of miles in the legs and a lot of sort of tempo style miles in the legs. So it's a lot of the similar kind of stimulus and not a lot of the sharp, shorter, sharper stuff. And I guess getting a little bit older now, I want to make sure that that top end is is still there and not deserted me just yet. So that's going to be my focus for the next few months. And hopefully once I do get back to marathons next year, that different change up of uh, training will actually help over the longer distances as well. Um, I also have to put the brakes on that just yet. So it's going to be a, probably a few weeks until I'm able to do that because I went to the physio on Thursday and uh, in the in the Boston recap um, episode, I think I said from mile 14 that my hamstring felt tight. Um, so it's still been feeling tight for the next week and a half, two weeks after Boston. And it turns out that I have a little tear there. So I was quite surprised that that's what it was. I just thought it was a bit tight and needed rolling out. Um, but there was, there was no pain anywhere else connected. So physio says it's uh, a little tear, which will take a week or two to heal. Um, so I was a little bit surprised about that. It's the first time I've really had anything like that. Um, so it's um, hopefully will heal nicely and won't, you know, re-injure itself um, as I go forwards, especially when I do that shorter stuff, but it will just mean that I need to ease into that um, faster stuff a bit more than I probably would have liked to, but I don't mind taking a bit of time off after the marathon. I usually do have to anyway, so it's it's not too much different from what I would normally do. So haven't got any races booked in just yet, but I'm hoping to do a few more races than I normally would do over the summer and into the autumn. So that's my plan. And also something that's worth considering for you if you are feeling like you're a bit tired of marathons and the big cycle of build up, not being able to race as much as you would do normally if you were, you were outside a marathon cycle. It's something that you might want to consider yourself just changing up. I also thought about possibly moving up to ultras. But at the moment, because um, one of the things that I don't want to do is run longer at weekends, then that was that's something that really for me is probably going to be put on the back burner. It's something that I definitely want to do at some point. Um, but right now it's not right for me. So again, it's thinking about what does the training look like, not just what the outcome looks like. Um, you've really got to enjoy the training and 
and that will help you with the goals um, as well. So I hope that's given you a few ideas about what to target next. Again, if you are thinking about um, going for the one-to-one coaching option, that can really help bring you along, give you some new ideas and new stimulus to your training. Do reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram or alan at therunningrules.com and we can discuss what options are there. Best of luck with whatever you decide to do. Next week, we're going to be talking about nutrition. Um, So I'm really excited about that. Um, It's one of my favorite topics. So make sure you tune in next week. Have a great week this week and I will catch you then. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time and I hope you've got something to take away in action in your own running. Finally, who do you know that would enjoy this podcast? If you can send them a link, that would be amazing. I also have lots of free content on my website, therunningrules.com, including marathon guides, nutrition guides, and pacing calculators, as well as information on my coaching services and courses, which are all designed to take you to the next level of your running journey. Have a great day, and see you for the next episode.